0: Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ, and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin.
1: So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for We are back with both uh, Felicia and Luigi Petroni of Piazza D'Angelo Restaurant in downtown Mill Valley. And um, we wanted to really kind of delve into, we've talked about the good stuff that comes with the job. Uh, maybe we could go a little bit deeper into the challenges of running a successful, well, you're lucky that it's a successful restaurant, but the day-to-day and also how do you deal with the folks, since you are a, a almost 40-year-old restaurant and you have a lot of old regulars, quote-unquote old regulars, who have come to expect something, they probably aren't maybe the most um, embracing of change. And I'm wondering if you can maybe speak to that and how you address that.
2: The number one challenge, and I feel like it's across the board within the industry, is staffing yeah. and, and retaining that staff. Um, luckily, we did inherit a really great group of people that have been with us for almost 10-plus years. Yeah,
3: we have, I think, a few of our uh, chefs are pushing 20 something and a few of our servers are uh, also pushing, you know, we have two or three that have been with us for over 20 years. Yeah. wow, and That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So right. I, I feel that that's also an anomaly in the restaurant industries. Mm-hmm. You know, got, you get guys that stay for that long, they almost become like family. Right. Sure. So when you do have that front of the house, back of the house turnover, we can really rely on the guys that have been with us for that That long to kind of pick up the slack, Mm -hmm. kind of a steadying hand, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and and that's that really, especially if if that turnover comes in your busy holiday season. uh, You know, it really keeps you afloat, right? I mean, are you finding some challenges in
1: in hiring new staff? Absolutely.
2: We're just not getting the responses as you used to get. I mean, when you post an ad, you get maybe two, three applicants that come in versus like 10 to 15 back then. If they even show up. And if they 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 even show up up to the interview. That's always the challenge. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. They'll go through the whole process and then never show up for work. Exactly. one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And the
2: work ethic has changed too. I mean, I think it might have been maybe... it could be a demographic thing where maybe because we're seeing a younger demographic apply for a lot of the positions. And I think a lot of their work ethic is different than kind of an older demographic. They're not really taking their jobs as seriously as they used to. And and
3: I feel like the, you know, in, in the past uh, serving and uh, you know, a career in the restaurant industry used to actually be a career. Right. And now I feel like it's just a Mm pastime in between Mm -hmm. You know, people are applying for servers and 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 jobs in the industry as a figuring out what they want to do career wise, or whereas you know, it used to be a career. Well for they a while. take it less seriously exactly. as a result. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are you
0: finding that that's that's across the board, front of the house, back of the house, or more
3: front of the house? Yeah, really? uh, back of the house is a little bit more steady. You know, if you minus dishwashers and and the lower level pay level positions, but. Um, mm-hmm as far as you know our executive chefs and our line sh- line cooks and whatnot we've, had, hard this, workers, yeah, exactly. hard mm-hmm. we've had this yeah they're hard workers we've had the same crew for a long time now we only benefit from that you know mm-hmm in a consistency standpoint, training standpoint, you know. Well, and
0: consistency is an often overlooked aspect of the restaurant right. business. Mm-hmm. Better to be great or better to be consistent than great every once in a while. Right.
1: right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, and the kitchen really is the engine that powers the whole
3: that thing. Sure right? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And they, I mean, you guys are open pretty much every day of the year except for, what is it, Thanksgiving? <laughs> Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. day. Yeah. Christmas Day. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so two days. Yeah. Uh, so the consistency has to be there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, what do you credit some of the retention? What do you think that uh, you think that's just loyalty to to a family that's been treating them well for, for yeah, 30 you know, years we, or whatever it is? We
3: try and treat them like family. Yeah. So if yeah. you know outside of their job, if they ever need anything, if they ever need to talk to us about anything, you know, we're we're our our doors are always open to them. So I think that helps a lot with retention and in, in the fact that they're actually. Excited about working for us and right. they connect out know, they're, they're just not right. a number which
0: is kind of the corporate model, right? Right a lot of times you can be just ground up in the corporate machine and, and feel like you're just nothing to them right. really.
2: I think to the challenge of that though of being like a smaller business is like we're not maybe able to offer you know things like 401k yet or yeah. um, Things that now restaurant groups are kind of using to retain their employees So that's been kind of a little bit of a challenge yeah. in terms of being a smaller Mm-hmm. Fish in the pond. Well,
0: Marin's its own animal, too, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, it has—it's a weird dynamic because a lot of these people can't afford to live here, right. right? So then they have to commute. And once you start commuting, that's there's the challenge of getting to work, and then mm-hmm. also the challenge of maybe someone's going to open a restaurant down the street from where you are. But one of the problems, and I've noticed this with with older staffing in, in Marin in particular, is they're not likely to jump ship unless something is a, a proven deal, right? Right. So mm-hmm. if you open a new restaurant, it's very hard to draw staff from another restaurant unless you once you get going mm-hmm. right but the problem is trying to get going and you guys really didn't do that which is a huge advantage right
2: right
0: yeah
3: we didn't have any Our neighbors any... did
2: but <laughs> yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. We, we didn't have any of those growing pains that you would usually find starting from the ground up right. sure mm-hmm. yeah so, uh, and that really gave us a chance to focus on fine-tuning the business and right really honing in on what works and what didn't work. Right, you're not reinventing the wheel, you're just adding, you know,
0: new stuff to it. Right. right? Can can you give
3: an example or two about
1: something you tried that you thought, all right, let's give it a shot, let's throw some spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks. Uh, I know, (laughs) These are the jokes, kids. Um, No, uh, that you tried and maybe it didn't work out the way you thought it would, and and maybe give us an example of something you tried that, yeah, let's see if it works, and you were surprised by how successful
3: it was? We got rid of family meals and you know it would be the where the chefs would usually stir up a big pot of something and that would be shift meals for the day uh and we got rid of that and um started letting our employees kind of pick from a menu and they could order whatever they wanted Mm -hmm. uh i feel like that kind of helped us not only in our food costs but kind of got everybody excited about something new Mm -hmm. uh they weren't eating the same thing every day right And I feel like it's little things like that for the staff that kind of gets them excited. Mm -hmm. Um, And it helped our numbers. Sure. Food cost wise, you know, there was way less waste. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something small, but off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes, you know, people uh, institute controls without
0: realizing the the effect of those controls. Right. You know, I worked at a restaurant where they decided they weren't going to give bottled water to the kitchen (laughs) anymore. And the bottled water is 35 cents each. Mm -hmm. So the kitchen obviously got very angry about that. and, And they were talking about like $20 worth of water a month. And it's like, why not just give it to yeah. them? Like, right. you can, they could consume $20 with alcohol. That's what they're doing. Right. So sometimes those types of things where you, you squeeze something doesn't actually work. Where a little thing, like you said, yeah. I mean, a 401k is a great thing, but it's, it's very difficult in, in this industry to provide that. Right. Where a family meal is something you can easily do. Mm-hmm. I mean, an employee meal is something you can easily do and it makes them feel special.
2: I think also like kind of being more of a cheerleader with our team because they really are the face of our business. Like they're the ones that are touching all the customers and integrating and meeting, you know, getting them to kind of come back. Um, and we want everyone to have a good experience. Yeah. So kind of really motivating them and, yeah. and giving they them are like, the
3: face of
1: yeah, the company. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I, I feel like our, our management styles are a complete one hundred and eighty probably from our fathers in the sense to where when they walked into the door, it was all business, you know, and it was, uh, a very straight line, you know, here's what you have to do, and you have to do it. Whereas we're a little bit more of, like, um I wouldn't, wouldn't say, like, friends basis with our employees, but there's that definitely that friendly aspect to the, not that our fathers weren't friendly, but we care about, you know, your feelings as well. So right. there's, uh, I don't it's know. It's a
0: two-way street. Yeah, it's, yeah. A two-way it's, way. it's not just us telling you right. what to do. Right. It's, yeah. you know, it's about doing it, what you let's, do. Let's yeah. work together right. to mm-hmm.
3: achieve you know, what we're all trying to achieve. Exactly.
0: Right. Right. I always say in the restaurant, it's got to work for everybody. It's got to work right? for everybody. And it ends up not working for anybody. Right? Exactly. That's kind of how that dynamic works. Yeah. But uh, so what, what's one of the things that you tried that didn't work? And it doesn't have to just be
1: from an internal standpoint. Right. It could be even something in terms of like attracting new customers or maybe you, we're going to try a new special on the menu or try a happy hour or something where you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be... Solid gold, and then it didn't work out maybe the way you
0: thought it would.
2: I feel like it might have been like a dish or something that we like tried and people weren't really into, but... Well, and
0: the, the restaurant business is all about change, yeah. right? It's being able to adapt to something instead of cramming it down someone's throat, right? right. So that's, that's true with drinks and, and dishes and, and, and whatnot. So... Yeah. Like we've talked to uh, some other folks in the
1: past on the program who have mixed feelings about happy hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, and I believe he talked to more folks about Yes, it. yeah. yeah <laughs> that, See, that list is growing. We'll get jackets made and everything. Um, but in terms of, like, he, I remember he called it a slippery slope. Obviously, yeah. you're going to appeal to certain folks, but what are the challenges of doing a happy hour? Because I know you guys do one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you speak yeah, to Yeah, well, that? actually,
2: we, we used to do one every day, so even on the weekends. So yeah. we, not too. Recent well, actually what, a few months ago, few months, yeah. we ended up just doing it Monday through Friday because we were finding that people were just sitting in the bar, you mm-hmm. know, with their happy taking hour, taking, taking up space, estate. Estate starting to get busy night. in the restaurant. People are wanting to kind of eat at the, you know, at the bar. And, mm-hmm, yeah. um, so for us, we're like, okay, I think Monday through Friday makes better sense. And yeah. obviously we heard, you know, some complaints about it, people that love coming to the happy hour on the weekend, sure. but in the end, like people kind of forget about it.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. They grip, but then they move on. Yeah. They well, it, yeah. Once you start
0: providing something for free to people, then they're reluctant to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's just kind of how that works. You yeah. train right. the
2: customer. To, right. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: it is about training the customer as well, right? right. And gradually moving them in the right direction. Shifting so sometimes, you know, uh, an abrupt change is rough, yeah. but sometimes a gradual change really works well.
2: We did try one thing. um, We do these... uh, We try to do like a wine dinner um, every quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, And one time I went to a dinner in the city, I went to a wine dinner. And they did it where you don't go to like a set time event. You just make your reservation for whatever time. And then the winemaker will actually come to you. And you'll get like a private little wine tasting Mm -hmm. kind of um, experience. So we tried to do that, but that didn't really work.
1: I got to imagine for
2: it's hard because I've been to some of of those
1: uh, those wine events and I feel like half the allure is the fact that it really does feel it's the social it's communal like you guys take over that back room and sometimes the patio or both and I think people like being in that
2: communal setting they like the mingling part of
1: it they get louder and louder with each glass of wine (laughs) and you know they're laughing but that's the the fun part so it's like it's like why you go to a movie theater as opposed to watching something at home it's that communal experience that you share
0: with others. Right. And regardless of social media and all that stuff, that's what it's all about still. The communal experience. That's yeah. what a restaurant is. Absolutely. Going out and, and mixing socially with the people in your in, in your community.
1: Don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today.
0: Please join us next time. Get we welcome Tristan jam. Merman of Batiste Rum to talk about eco positive rum, mixology, and cocktails in general. Day. My name is Jeff Brooker. Thanks for listening. Have a
1: drink on me.